0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday, we're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with the goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. comes uh, to Psalm 89. We'll be doing Psalm 89 and 90 today. And uh, if you remember from last week, Psalm 88 was really, uh, it was a, a gloomy psalm. It dealt with sort of an emotion, the emotion of death, uh, what it felt like to be away from God. And it was um, a very sobering psalm. And it it tends to um, when you dwell on it, it tends to uh, crystallize uh, the fact that um, the presence of God is so precious and um, the absence of God is so hopeless. So after that, it's almost like the darkness before the dawn. Hopefully this, the Psalm 89 will be better. and And of course it is, It's amazing how these psalms are just arranged, how one follows the other. So Psalm 89, um, my Bible titles it, and I think it's a good title, The Steadfast Love and Faithfulness of the Lord. And another sort of subtitle I give it is A Holy Promise. Now what's going on here? Psalm 88, it it leads our heart in, in our own worship to sort of think, What's it like to be away from God? And it's a bad feeling. But Psalm 89 gives us this reassurance that you've got this promise, this eternal promise that you're going to have the presence of God. So last time we talked about sort of this kingdom of death, this, um, this absence of God. Now we've got this um, this. Promise this holy promise that we're going to have the presence of God, and it and it over and over and over. It talks about the steadfast love and faithfulness of of the Lord our God over and over and over, which is very reassuring when you um, when you think about the possibility of there being an absence of God. So if he, you know, it, it's this promise follows up that sobering look. So we'll jump right in. Verse one, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. So in other words, I'll worship and I'll sing of this steadfast love that we have. And when do we have it? We have it forever it's not going anywhere. And with my mouth, I will make known your faithful, faithfulness. In other words, it's a, it's a nice little one verse synopsis of almost the gospel message here, because the steadfast love of the Lord is what will save us uh, forever. We'll have eternal life this love of the Lord is a a promise, and when we sing that's like we're we're joyful about it because we've been blessed when we're blessed um uh, blessing again the word Beatus comes from Latin the word blessing translates into giving joy to someone else we give we receive joy we receive the good news from uh Jesus Christ from this the, from our merciful Father in heaven that should have wiped us out a long time ago. So we have something to sing about. We have something to be happy about. We have something to be joyful about. You have, you know, it says you have, count your blessings. So when you count your blessings, you count the happiness. You count, um, you look at it, all the things you have to be happy about because you've been blessed from the Father in heaven. And what happens when we get blessed? What's the gospel message tells us to do? It's, it's to share that blessing with others. To be Christ-like. Jesus Christ was here to share the blessing of the Father in heaven with us. And he wants us to share the blessing that we've received through him to each other. And that completes the love he has for us. So with our mouths, we can make known of this faithfulness to all generations. To all generations, um, which is... Uh, Everybody. And as we studied one of my favorite psalms now is Psalm 71. It's sort of the, a psalm for the elderly. That's what the older generation needs to think about is you're here for a purpose and you're supposed to share this with the younger generation. All generations need to hear it. And if our the generation before us doesn't share it with our generation, who's going to hear it? Who's going to step up? If somebody's in front of you with tears in their eyes and they've got something and you miss an opportunity to bless them, to give, something, to give them something to feel happy about and joyful about the word of God, you're missing the boat. You're missing your chance because that's what this generation is supposed to do to the younger generation is supposed to share this message. It's supposed to share um, the the faithfulness of God in heaven. So if we want to be uh if we want to receive the joy, we have to give the joy to somebody else. And if we want to be Christ like, we have to share the love that he gives us with everybody else. And it's it's not flimsy love, it's steadfast love that he has for us. So we need to we need to bless one another. We need to love one another. And we we need to do it with our praise to him, but if we just go to church and praise to him, we're missing the boat cuz we got to look around cuz there's people standing right beside us that we need to bless. We need to give them the blessing of the father in heaven. We need to out of our mouths we need to make known our father's faithfulness to all generations. We need to build one another up and instruct one another. We live to we need as the bible says to live producing the fruit of the spirit to one another. So, a lot of stuff in verse 1 you can you can glean. It's a really strong verse like this whole psalm. Verse 2 for I said for I said steadfast love will be built up forever in the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. Says it again talking about steadfast love forever and this faithfulness is here. He says it almost two different ways, twice. You think it's not important? No, it's important. It's important not only for this holy promise that we have, but also the nature of God. This is a window into the nature of our God in heaven. He's full of joy. He's full of steadfast love. Love's never going to go anywhere. It never ends. And He's totally faithful to every single one of us of us all generations it's a personal love it's a personal joy it's a personal faithfulness and it won't end it is constant for you that's god's nature he has a personal love for you the bible over and over you read all these psalms it's it, over and over and over. It stresses the fact that God is sovereign over every person and knows what you go through. knows, And, and as we talked about before, it is so personal. To God, the, the Lord, the Father in heaven is so personal to you. You know what? He numbers every single tear. He knows every hair on your head, but he also knows every tear that you will cry. That's personal. And it's a beautiful, beautiful promise. You no know, that's a that it just dwarfs any other promise from any other person or any other religion or anything like that. How personal this love is for you, and you don't have to do anything. He said his son to already die for you. It's already done. he loves you that much, down to every tear you will ever cry. Verse 4, I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Okay, so, oh, I'm sorry, I left out verse (laughs) 3. So, verse 3, you have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. So, the covenant with the chosen one is, you know, he's made a covenant with King David I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. What he's saying is he's promised David that out of his um, family, his offspring, will come the future king. That's even going to be greater than he is. And he's talking about Jesus Christ. So out of the house of David is coming Jesus Christ. And David was a great king. Now, he was he a perfect king? No, because even David sinned. Remember when he fell in love with Bathsheba? That's the wife of one of his uh, his uh, generals, I believe. So we know that David wasn't a perfect king, but he was the greatest king that Israel ever had. And he could fight, and he could he had faith, and he just never gave up his heart for God. But was he a perfect king? No, he wasn't. But God promised David that out of his household would come an even greater king to establish all generations, a king over all generations, and that's Jesus Christ. Verse 5, let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. So everybody's going to be praising our Father in heaven. Everybody's going to be praising this new king, Jesus Christ, and the heavens will praise these wonders, the assembly, the church in heaven, the faithfulness will be just, being joyful as well. there are to be singing praise in joy of this faithfulness. For, in verse 6, For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. To be feared means you've got to understand that he has all authority... All power, all might, and He has the authority over life and death. So you, it's not He's the word fear is not uh, be, because God's some kind of a monster. No, it's because you've got to fear Him because He has power over all, and He has, um, He has, uh, He sin cannot approach Him. Sin cannot be in his presence. Even Moses, when he was trying to, he couldn't even be in God's presence. And all throughout the Ark of the Covenant, the people couldn't even be in God's presence, even though he wanted to be with them. But for mankind, being imperfect, being sinners by nature, we have to fear God because we can't even be in his presence. We are so far removed from God. And we have to sort of have this sober fear, this sober understanding that if we're not in God's presence, it's all about Psalm eighty eight. You know, the absence of, of God's presence. So we have to be afraid of that. We have to be afraid of the fact that if we're foolish, if we we if we don't live lives that are trying to please God, if we if we um, become fall into sin and wicked and wickedness that God knows how bad that is for us, that we'll die, that we'll lose that presence of God. We have to be fearful of that, right? So that's that's how that's uh, applied. In verse 8, O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you? So, it's just sort of saying there's nothing that can compare to the Father in heaven. We'll drop down to verse 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. The foundation of the throne is... Who's going to sit on the throne? Jesus Christ. He's going to rule. Okay. And, or this image that God's going to come to Mount Zion and reestablish His kingdom. And... Um, When Jesus comes, uh, in verse 10, you crush Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth is also yours. The world and all that is in it. You have founded them, the north and the south. You created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High, your right hand. In verse 14, again, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. So he's talking about this throne being, again, all righteousness. Now righteousness, how do we get the righteousness? Jesus Christ has already laid down his life to die for you. That's how you get your righteousness. So righteousness is the ability for you and me to be in his presence. We become holy through his works, not our works. It's faith in Jesus and nothing else. And justice. He's the God of righteousness. He's the God of justice. Justice meaning there's never... All of the wrongs are going to be righted. Okay? All the things that ever happened to you that weren't your fault or all the wicked people who got away scot-free, the cheaters and the liars, the people who who rob people, steal who murder people who have done all this wickedness to everybody making life so hard for everybody all that's going to be righted there's nothing worse than thinking somebody's hurt you and you can't get them back or you can't re- get them they they can't be repaid for what they've done all that will be righted god knows god knows every tear you cry Everything, every hardship you've had to go through. Keep your faith in Him because His faith is in you. Let me say that again. Keep your faith in the Lord because He has faith in you. His faith in you is unshaken. Love the Lord because He has love for you. You always say, well, gosh, I, I hate, I hate, um, having to just walk in faith all the time because I can't see the answers, you know. God won't give me the answers when I pray for Him, pray to Him about it. And it's just so hard to live life, you know. I'm in poverty, or I'm a single mother, or a single father, or I have cancer, or I have some disease, or I have <coughs> depression, or... Or, you know, I'm an alcoholic, or I'm hooked on drugs, or I'm blah, blah, blah. All these different things, you say, you know what? It's hard to have faith. Well, you know what? He already has faith in you. He has more faith for you than you can ever imagine. He has a steadfast faith in you, and a steadfast love in you. And that love and that steadfast faith, is at his complete throne in heaven it is the foundation of his holy throne it's not just a whimsical promise it is it is sort of it is the foundation of his throne of his judgment seat of his kingdom in heaven is based on his steadfast love and faithfulness Over and over and over, this psalm stresses it. And it is so strong because it has got to be so strong because if you don't have it, you have the absence of God. You have Psalm 88. Blessed, verse 15, Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exalt your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. Be blessed. Be joyful. Be happy. Blessed again, From the word beatus in verse 15. It comes from that word meaning joy. You got something to be happy about right now. You have his steadfast love, you have his faithfulness. That's a blessing. And that steadfast love and faithfulness doesn't go just as an emotion, it translates into action. And that's Jesus Christ. When you put steadfast love and faithfulness into action, you get righteousness. Why? Because Jesus laid down his life for you. Now you can walk in righteousness. Isn't that amazing. Verse seventeen, for you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. Horn, when you blow a horn in the Old Testament, that's a uh, that's a sign of a triumph. Like when an army is victorious or is on the move, they blow the horn, or they blow the horn to announce the king is coming. It's a it's a sort of a a sign of honor. Okay? For the God in heaven is the glory of their strength. And it allows us to be exalted in our Father in heaven. Because we have a shield. Verse 18, for our shield belongs to the Lord. Our King to the Holy One of Israel. Again, talking about the Holy One, Jesus Christ. Now, verse 19, God answers this prayer. If you think it can't get any cooler than Psalm 89, well, God's going to answer it. Boom. This is how strong. We have such a strong promise coming after this depressing Psalm 88. Now, God's going to answer it directly. Verse 19, Of old you spoke in a vision or a dream to your godly one and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him so that my hand shall establish him. My arms shall also, my arms Also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. This is God speaking back. He's going to protect David. He's going to protect me and you too. Verse 24. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. God is speaking his strength. When you blow your horn, you're, you're, you're showing a sign of strength and power. David, remember all those Psalms David was trusting in the Lord? Saying he's my, my stronghold, my security, my rock, my salvation. And he is the Lord back, is answering David back. He's anointing him. And he's showing his steadfast love and faithfulness will be with him. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, you are my Father, my God, the rock of my salvation. And I will make him, here we go, verse 27, and I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. He's making this promise to David. He's telling him that, that from you is going to come Jesus Christ. Verse 28, my steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. He's making a promise to David. I will establish his offspring forever and his throne as the days of the heavens. So from David's house is going to come Jesus. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will push their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. once. For all I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne, as long as the sun before me, down in verse 37, like the moon, it shall be established forever. A faithful witness in the skies. Selah. Okay, huge, huge promise. Boom. It's, it's laid down to David. That I'm going to make you this covenant that through your house you're going to have this. He's going to be the firstborn. The firstborn of what? The firstborn of the dead. The firstborn being risen from the dead. Okay? Back to Psalm 88, what it's like to be dead. Okay? Jesus Christ is going to be the firstborn of the dead, of those who've risen from the dead. You talk about the hopelessness of being dead, the hopelessness, the helplessness, just being forgotten, how depressing Psalm 88 was. You've got a king who laid down his life for you due to his steadfast love and faithfulness. It is there with you even in death because Jesus Christ went to that pit That Psalm 88 that was so depressing that we talked about last Friday. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it or go back and read it. Jesus Christ was there and he is the firstborn of the dead. Are you scared of getting older or getting diseases or something happening to you and you feel like, "Uh uh-oh, life is helpless? Don't feel helpless because we have a Father in heaven who's got a steadfast love for you even to death, even to the point of death because he's already died. He's already been there. He's already been where you are scared to go. I'm scared to go. We don't know one day from the next if this is our last day or not our last day. We don't know. But that thought of death is unnerving, that thought of that absence of God. But he's telling you, don't worry because I'm going to make a king. That's not only going to be a great king, he's going to be the king that will actually die. Experience death. Experience what you fear the greatest, absence from me. Jesus Christ experienced the absence of the Father in heaven. He became sin for us. When you become sin, you're absent from God. God's presence leaves you. Jesus Christ voluntarily went to the grave. And the Father in heaven is saying, You have my sworn word I have sworn by my holiness. You want to get powerful? Look at Psalm 35. You better underline it if you're reading your Bible. I have sworn by my holiness. I will not lie to David. Have you ever seen the, our, God, the, our Godfather in heaven swearing by his own holiness? that his offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me, like the moon, it shall be established forever. A faithfulness a faithful witness in the sky. The moon is like a, a witness to his promise. Every time you see the moon come up, now, from now on, I'm gonna think about this faithful witness in the sky to the holy promise that God made to David that he will not forget us even to death because Jesus Christ is going to be the firstborn of the dead. Okay? The firstborn who's resurrected from the dead and he's sworn by his holiness that you can bank on the fact that for all the generations that come, My steadfast love, I will keep him forever. He will not let you slip. He will not lose you to death. Okay? Really, really powerful promise right there. Don't miss this promise. Don't let that go by. It's one of the most powerful promises I've seen in the Bible. He's promising, basically, he's going to let Jesus Christ die for you. He's going to let Jesus Christ experience what nobody wants to experience. To do the heavy lifting of your salvation. And he's swearing that he's going to take care of us. Because he has steadfast love and faithfulness to you and me. And he swears it by his own holiness. And every time you see the moon, it's witness to it. That his offspring shall endure forever, his throne, as long as the sun before me. Okay? His offspring. That means the people, the offspring through Jesus, the firstborn who raised from the dead, his offspring are going to be everybody who's also raised through Christ, who accept that gift of Jesus Christ and allow Jesus Christ to redeem you from your own sin so that you will not die. You will be raised also just like Jesus Christ was raised from your physical body. But we'll have everlasting life. Like John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the promise of John 3.16. God promises that it will be true, sworn by his own holiness. Woo! What a great, great um psalm right there. And we'll conclude down in verse 49. Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. So, powerful promise, and it concludes that blessed be the Lord forever. Joy, blessed. Remember that word beatus that translates blessed into joy and happiness? You have happiness forever and forever. Just like Psalm 88 had gloom and doom forever and forever from the shepherd of death. This is the shepherd of life, Jesus Christ. Joy forever and ever. So now we come to verse, uh, Psalm 90, which is the fourth book, the fourth division of the book of Psalms. This is the what Dr. McGee calls the Numbers Psalms. And it's a psalm that we have to say it sort of says um, be careful on all this um number your days be under understanding um that 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 god lives from everlasting to everlasting but man doesn't man has a short lifespan and so it's almost like this great promise we've gotten in Psalm 89 But now in Psalm 90, um, it tells us, be careful, be understand what's going on. Verse 1, Lord, you have been our dwelling place, all generations. Verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Now who wrote this psalm? Moses did. Okay, so we've got David writing a psalm, but now we're we got Moses writing a psalm. Isn't that neat? Moses, I mean, Moses was writing, you know, he's writing Old Testament, early Old Testament stuff. <clears throat> and it kind of sounds like Old Testament, too, because Moses is talking about before the mountains were brought forth or you ever formed the earth and the world. God was here. He's talking about the eternity of God. Even before man was created, you were there. Verse 3, you return man to dust and say, return, O children of man. So he's talking about mortal man because God made man from the dust. And that's why we go back to the dust, because we were made from the dust. He didn't make us out of water. He made us out of dust. Verse 4, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as just a watch in the night man's lifespan is really short and moses is here looking the big picture moses is looking back big picture stuff here you know moses was a huge prophet a man of god and the title of this is a prayer of moses the man of god and as the uh, my bible says over and over when they talk about man of god or a man of god they're talking about a prophet now of course, Moses was like the prophet of prophets. He was a prophet uh, par excellence. He was the he was a re, he was like one of the like the greatest prophet. <clears throat> so, what's Moses doing? He's looking big picture here. Verse five: You sweep them away as a flood; they are like a dream. He's talking about um the days that pass by so fast. Like grass which that is renewed in the morning in the morning it flourishes and is renewed in the evening it fades and withers Now this is this is talking about man too. this is man you sweep them away as a flood they're like a dream they're like grass that grows in the morning and dies by the afternoon because god's God is so eternal man the man's lifespan is just so fast compared to God's lifespan. For verse seven, for we're brought in by your anger, by your wrath we are dis we are dismayed. You have set in our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. Okay, so our sin uh separates us from God. Again, how important this concept of sin separating us is to God. And even Even these secret sins, the sins deep down in your heart, the sins you don't want to tell anybody, the sins you don't want to acknowledge, they're all there. God knows everything. And no matter what it is, it separates you from our Father in heaven. Verse 9, for all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh or a moan. You get old, you're moaning and you're groaning. Verse 10, the years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? No, it's saying, so if we live to 70 years old, or even if we're kind of strong, we might live to 80. You You know, we live more and more and more, but we get weaker and weaker in our physical bodies. And that's it. So if you just look at man's days on that, we're not here. And we need to understand that we're just a short thing. God's been around a long time. The sun's been shining a long time. The moon's been reflecting that a long time. We think we got something new on this world. By the time we figure something out, <clears throat> it's time for our, us to leave. So verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we, we may get a heart of wisdom. Number our days. Who you want to follow? <clears throat> the shepherd of life or the shepherd of death? You don't believe in God, you say Christianity's old-fashioned, blah, blah, blah. That's fine, but just look around. Your time, you have to acknowledge it, is very limited. You have to acknowledge the fact that you're going to die very soon. Maybe sooner than you realize. <clears throat> you don't want to believe in the Lord, that's fine, but you still have to acknowledge death. You are a smart college professor and think you've got everything figured out. You may. You may think you have. But you have to acknowledge your time is coming. And when you die, it's Psalm 88. You'll go back to the dust. Nobody will remember you. Your memory will be faded and forgotten. And that's your destiny. But <clears throat> you have a shepherd of life who's promising you eternal life he has steadfast love and faithfulness for you as the previous psalm said verse 17 <clears throat> um let the favor of the lord our god be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us yes establish the work of our hands what is he saying let us do Good deeds to please the Father. We don't want to fall in wickedness. We need life by the Spirit. It's kind of looking ahead to the New Testament. Life by the Spirit and step with the Spirit like we studied in Galatians 5.25. God wants us to complete His love. His love for us by showing love for one another. By being Christ-like. Um we need to number our days because we have a Father in Heaven that loves us. And if we place our faith and our hearts in Him, as we hear about in the New Testament or as in the Old Testament, as we stay away from wickedness and live uh, with hearts to please God, um, We have salvation. We have a promise. Okay? Um, So it's just a sober reminder that we need to be careful and uh, not fall into wickedness, but all try to please God or to heed this promise to understand that we have a Father that lives from everlasting to everlasting, who has steadfast love and faithfulness for us. That's what you have. That you have a Father in heaven that loves you that much, that your life means something, that your life has a purpose and a plan for it, that our Father in heaven has Jesus Christ to sit on the throne of righteousness so that every single one that he has chosen for his sheep he will not lose you have that you have this promise this steadfast love for you your life matters so much i hope this help was helpful to you and encouraging to you it certainly was for me and i certainly learned a lot so now i'll turn the podcast over to my co-host matali in zambia matali i hope you had a good weekend So take it away, Mitali, and for me to all of you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time.
1: Hi, so today's teaching is coming from Psalms chapter 89 and chapter 90. So Psalms chapter 89 is the end of the Leviticus section, and Psalms 90 is the beginning of the Numbers section. So today, what stood out for me in today's teaching is God's covenant to David, God's faithfulness. Uh, if we go to Psalms eighty-nine thirty-three through to thirty-six, it says, "Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail, my covenant." I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. So um, <clears throat> God made a covenant with with, um, with David, and... When God speaks he doesn't break his promises he keeps um he keeps his promises he's a faithful god he is a merciful god and he made a covenant with David that David's seed shall live on forever and um God manifested in um in human and um resurrected um Christ <clears throat> and he became the Lord of lords this was uh, David's seed um David's bloodline carried on um, on earth. Um, through Christ, we had a king of kings and the lord of lords. God was faithful to, to, to David because David was faithful to God. And God was not going to break his promise. To, to God doesn't break promises. When he promises something, um, he fulfills his promises. So, Psalms 89 is a masculine psalm. Um, it's the faithfulness of God. And um, the faithfulness of God in this particular um, Psalm 89 is uh, mentioned 10 times. And the covenant is mentioned 4 times. So this psalm is a psalm of great excitement. It rests upon the covenant of God with David. So um, if we start from verse 1 of Psalms 89, it reads, um, I will sing of the mercies of the lord forever with my mouth i will make known your faithfulness to the to all generations so from generation to generation god has always been faithful if god's good to you and me it's because of his abundant mercies so um god is always faithful um and david remained faithful to to god and um You know, God is a God of of salvation and our salvation rests in the death of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, um, through the lineage of David, um, bore our sins and died on the cross for us. So, um, going down through to verse five, it it reads, and the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. So, um, the heavens declare the glory of God, um but god is um god is faithful um the, god's faithfulness is is more than that if we drop down to um all the way down to verse um 30 like i read verse 30 to 30, 30 verse 30 to thirty-three. sorry it reads um if the sons forsake my law and do not walk in my judgment it will if they break my state statues and they do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with the rod and their iniquities with the stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness, I will not utterly take from them, nor my faithfulness to fail. My covenant, I will not break. So God here is, 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 is saying he is a just God. He does not take away um his covenant that he actually made with David. No matter the transgressions, no matter um no matter how bad as as his um children are, God is always waiting for us. Um yes, um if we relate it in like you know, in a family setup, if you do something wrong, um your parents will reprimand you for whatever you did, but they, that doesn't mean um You know, they don't still love you. They still love you. And this is God, our Father, who still loves us. Um, He will judge us um, so that to correct our transgressions. But his loving kindness will always endure forever. He will not break the covenant. God has kept his covenant for years and years, generations and generations. And um, this is the seed that's going on, living on forever, the seed of David. That's the covenant God made with David. And this is the faithfulness of, of of. of God. Um, you know, I may be faithless, but God is faithful. God is always faithful. He is a faithful God, and, you know, which is a beautiful thing. Um, the oath of the covenant this is um, the son of David, um, he, the lineage of David. He will have a son sitting at the right hand of, 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 of God. This is Christ. God kept his commandments, even if his people went astray even if um, um, people stopped believing. But God kept, God kept his commandments and, kept, um, and was faithful and merciful. And, um, you know, we have a faithful and merciful God who, who is just waiting for us, his children, to, to turn to him and, and um, worship him and, and, and be faithful to him. Um, so that we we may just have the gift of eternal life. God, God's love is a great love. God's love is a pure, perfect love. And um, this commandment this is a commandment. This sorry, this psalm is a psalm of um, you know of great excitement of of God's promise of God's promise to to David, and um, you know his love lives on. His love endures on. It's pure love. Um. Psalms 90, this is, um, the beginning of, uh, the book of 90, of, of, of numbers, um, and it opens with a prayer from Moses. Um, so Psalms 90 reads, um, it's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. So, um, this is a psalm of death. It teaches, um, death and, um sin and condemnation in order to, to, you know, to alert the proud, in order to alert the pious, um, that there is death. Um, So man is is just the creation of God. And, um, you know, the creation of God, everything has time. You know, there's a time to, to love, a time to cry, a time for sadness. There's a time for death. And, um, if I read, um, It opens with a prayer saying, stating, that's verse one. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever, you had formed the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. (sighs) You turn man into, you turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight, Are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night, you carry them away like a flood. So this is um the time of Moses. Moses stayed, lived for years and years, and he witnessed a lot of deaths um in his time. Um so he's 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 merely talking about um um you know man taken away from the ground um like man was um was actually created from from dirt and to dirt he shall go um you know, no matter how rich or how how powerful man is, but you know the end is the same for 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 every man, so this is an alert for the proud, you know mm, eventually death will come um so this is um if we have Christ um in our hearts you know we have wisdom and um i think you know before our time passes we're better off you know knowing our destiny knowing our purpose which is you know in life in one of the psalms in one of the studies um the purpose of 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 a christian child's life is to glorify God. So, you know, do something down here um, that will have value in eternity and not just pass, pass through life because, you know, life is a passing phase. You know, you pass by just passing by and you not have done anything that will uh, be of value um, eternally. You know, when we, we have to, you know, pass by and die, um, do something good. You know, do something. Do something that matters you know just just do something, but do something, don't just pass through life um you know, as a Christian, don't just be be here alive today and just die, and you never did anything you never you never impacted um anyone's life, you never taught anyone, you just passed through life um so you know. To dirt we we were we were created, and to dirt we shall go, you know despite your status in life um let us make a change today um so this psalm is a psalm of death, and um it's um Dave, um mo-moses was was merely like pointing out like you know the thousand years that went by in the time the time they were in the wilderness he he witnessed so many um deaths and um you know there was so much destruction and this disp- uh and and um and um you know unbelief among the people and you know i can only begin to imagine like what he was going through like um you know he lived so many generations and he saw so many people die and he saw you know some people die with christ um you know believing in Christ and he saw some people just just dying just imagine like life after death um when you lived a meaningless life here what's the point um so yeah so for me um my main take in today's teaching is the faithfulness of God God is always faithful he is a merciful god full of loving kindness and um you know no matter what no matter, like, um, even if you turn away from God today, you turn back, God will always be there waiting because he is a faithful God. So, yeah, this was my main take today. Thank you all for listening. Um, goodbye and God bless.